See, this is me. Boba Fett. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Chist Ascendancy. This is Josiah, and we are on day five of 30 days of Boba Fett. Today's topic is uh, Boba Fett, the unlikely ally. Before I get into the details, I want you guys to see the shirt I'm wearing today. Uh, this is my favorite Star Wars podcast. Obviously, I'm a fan of the Chist Ascendancy with me, Samuel and Adam, but uh, I hope you can see that. It's Blast Points podcast. And uh, this Star Wars podcast is actually what got me into Star Wars podcasting. Um, so if this is super annoying to you guys, Jason and Gabe are the ones to blame. Um, but they are awesome. And um, I wanted to uh, read a couple of reviews um, from people who have viewed the Chiss Ascendancy recently and left a review on iTunes. If you enjoy the show, especially if you watch via iTunes, I mean, sorry, listen via iTunes, or watch on YouTube. Um, if you leave some kind words or leave a review, uh, we'll happily read it on air. But I need to catch up a little bit, and then I'll jump in, into uh, today's episode. But uh, from November fourth, so like I said, I'm behind. This is from Rebel Scum three seven five. He's a toy photographer on Instagram. Super cool stuff. Very much uh, based on the Rebel Alliance. But uh, it says super fun to listen. It's always great to hear another pair of brothers. Talk about Star Wars. It reminds me of when my brother and I get time together when no one else is around. We will talk of the same kind of stuff. If you love Star Wars and family, look no further. This is for you. So to Rebel Scum 375 thank you so much. Um, that's exactly the kind of review that grows the channel. So thank you so much. And then um, from November 9th, there's a guy named Josh. And uh, it says, my new favorite podcast. So that's pretty cool. It says, I listened to this podcast for 10 straight hours yesterday. You guys are doing fantastic work, and I can't wait to listen all day today. I'm wondering if that's sarcasm, because 10 hours is a lot of podcasts. But um, hey, if that's if that's true, please let us know. Uh, that's super, super cool. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted to read those is because I left a, uh, a review on Blast Points about a year ago. And it's kind of funny when Jason and Gabe, when they, were, they kind of do the same thing where they're reading reviews... Um, just to show appreciation for people who are appreciating the channel. And uh, my title was my go-to Star Wars podcast. And here's the thing, okay? When they're reading it, they'll read the name that's underneath there. And my name is Victim of a Crime. And uh, when they're reading it, they're like, oh my goodness, that's so serious. And I felt so embarrassed because that was the name I made for uh, iTunes or podcast app or whatever like years ago um, when I was listening to a ton of Avenged Sevenfold, and they had a, uh, a song called Victim, and I was like, dang, this is heavy, this is who I am. And so when they, I was like, man, this, they're going to read my name, very cool. And they were like, oh, this one's from Victim of a Crime, my goodness. And I was like, oh, I was facepalming so hard. Um, but I want to read you my review for them, uh, just because if you're a listener to um, The Chiss Ascendancy, I cannot recommend Blast Points enough, but uh, it says, Blast Points does that amazing thing Star Wars specializes in, taking me away from everyday life to a galaxy far, far away. The great back and forth and constant laughs between Jason and Gabe always brightens my week and inspired me and my brother to start our own Star Wars podcast. Thanks for always helping me celebrate the love. And of course, I signed off with my own, uh, you know, this is Josiah Greer, co-host of the Chiss Ascendancy. So uh, I just want to give a special shout out to Jason and Gabe. They're awesome. And, uh, they are uh, super Star Wars fans, and they're some of those guys that they love everything about Star Wars. And so um, 
I was asking them, hey, I got my shirt in today. What's your favorite Star Wars uh, Boba Fett fact or story? And I would love to make that and kind of dedicate today's little short episode to you. Uh, and this is one of the ones they mentioned, and it's one that I learned from their podcast. Um, but if you remember from a couple of days ago, we talked about Boba Fett being a man of conviction, and we referenced his story from the Tales of the Bounty Hunters. And uh, just by circumstance or happenstance, um, they mentioned something from a story called Payback, the Tale of Dengar by Dave uh, Wolverton, which is from that same collection of short stories. And so... Uh, long story short, Dengar, especially in Legends, but also in canon, but uh, has just been given the short end of the stick his entire life. Uh, he was an up-and-coming, very promising swoop bike racer, and there's an another up-and-coming swoop bike racer who happens to be from uh, the same you know area of town. Dengar's from Corellia. This other guy's from Corellia. You might know him. His name's Han Solo. So Dengar goes, okay, guys, let's go one-on-one. And uh, throughout the race, it's neck and neck, and Han ends up cutting Dengar off. His swoop bike explodes, and uh, the exhaust pipe from uh, the swoop bike burns Han up, or burns Dengar all up, and that's why he, you know, gets all these terrible wounds and kind of the toilet paper head look that he's got in Empire Strikes Back. And uh, you know, then he becomes a bounty hunter, and Boba Fett beats him to uh, he, uh, Dengar follows Han Solo to Hoth, and he can't get a hold of him because it's the middle of the Battle of Hoth. He follows him. You know, he gets hired by the Empire to follow him and, and catch him. He gets to Cloud City. Boba Fett's just beaten him there. And so he's feeling the pressure, man. He's on a losing streak. He follows Boba to Tatooine. By the time everything works itself out, Boba Fett has already given him to Jabba. He's already the mantelpiece, you know, in Jabba's, you know, man cave or whatever. Slug cave, I guess. And uh, so by then, he's just down on his luck, and he decides he's going to uh, murder Jabba the Hutt because Jabba has also taken his girlfriend, uh, Manaru, as, um, you know, a, a dancer for his court. And so they find out about the scheme, and who else but Boba Fett rats on him to Jabba the Hutt. Dengar gets put, um, you know, left out to die uh, during this punishment called the Teeth of Tatooine. And I'm not going to spoil a bunch of stuff just in case you want to go and read it. Um, I guess I'm going to spoil the very end of the story. But long story short, there's this crazy moment where Dengar escapes. He finds out that Jabba's dead. Him and his uh, fiance Minaru, they're together again. And they go and there's a man that uh, is out on the sands of Tatooine. He's burnt, you know, not burning alive, but he's been severely burned, scarred, damaged. And they save him. And this guy's very grateful, very thankful. And then Dengar realizes, oh my gosh, this is Boba Fett. This is the guy that's beaten me two or three times in a row and stabbed me in the back. And so he starts to strangle Boba Fett. They're fighting back and forth. And uh, I'll read a little excerpt here from the Tales of the Bounty Hunter um, payback, the tale of Dengar. So Dengar's fiance walks in on this fight happening. What's going on here? She pulled them apart, and Dengar yelled, He tried to kill me. And suddenly, he saw that during the struggle, Boba Fett had managed to pull Dengar's blaster from his holster. He'd been holding the barrel to Dengar's ribs and could have blown Dengar a lunch against the far wall, but he hadn't pulled the trigger. Dengar began to calm. Minaru's own emotions suffused him. They have a really cool thing where um, she's like an empath or something like that, and 
and uh, anyways, she's able to send her motions to him. Um, and that's a whole other story for a whole other day. But uh, so her emotions suffused him, her worry, her love. So it really begins to calm him down. She looked at Boba Fett and didn't see a monster. Instead, she saw a man flayed and tortured, much as Dengar had been a few days ago. In the moment of silence that followed, Boba Fett held the blaster at Dengar's chest. Dengar almost spoke. He almost said, go ahead, I've got nothing to lose. He'd spoken that line under similar circumstances a dozen times, but this time, the words caught in his throat. This time, he realized, he finally had something to lose. He had Monaru, and he had a man who wanted to be his partner. Boba Fett flipped the blaster over and handed it to Dengar. I owe you, he said. Do what you will. Here's the part that Jason and Gabe put me on to. Blows my mind, but it's such a silly but beautiful moment here. Dengar holstered the blaster and stood down looking at Boba Fett. I'm getting married in a couple of weeks, and I'll need a best man. You available? Boba Fett nodded, and they shook on it. So the most unlikely of allies, the most unlikely of friends, and later on, even though it's there's there's tension there and there's still some back and forth, they're business partners, they work together for years, um, and the, the, the comic Twin Engines of Destruction where... Uh, Jodo Cast is stealing Boba Fett's identity. Dengar and Boba Fett are still working together. And uh, it's this unlikely friendship. It's the Timon and Pumbaa uh, of the you know underworld. But it's such a fun story. And there you have it. Day five. Boba Fett is Dengar's unlikely ally. Again, shout out to Jason and Gabe. Thank you so much for everything you've done for the Star Wars community. I'm actually going to put the link to their website in the description section. So if you've never listened to Blast Points and you want to check them out, please do so. Hope you have a great day and thank you for tuning in to the Chiss Ascendancy.